Last time on Cursebreaker. Tonberry is Goneberry, and the city of Tildry <laughs> is better for it. Jesus. <laughs> the end. <laughs> in the dead of night, in the basement of the Tower of Knowledge, Uli, Holly, and Tibia were sworn in as Cursebreakers. After catching up with their friends at a celebratory barbecue, the party received a message from Emery telling them to head east. Looks like we're about to get back on the road. So the barbecue is wrapping up. Uh, Margot is uh, pulling some tarps off of tables and uh, stuffing all the garbage into big bins. Um, the grill has been turned off. Uh, the last ear of corn has been eaten. Um, Dave left the party early to head out east uh, by himself. He's eager to find Buster. Um, as you're leaving, Margot invites you all to be a part of a service for Veronica Venus tomorrow uh, before you all head out of town. That sounds good, Margot. We'll be there. Yes, we would like to pay our respects. Before uh, Tandy parts ways from the barbecue, uh, she gives the group a final gift uh, to no one in particular. Uh, it's kind of the hallmark of Lamplight, actually. Uh, she gives you a weatherproof lantern called a Stormlight. Uh, it's a simple flame that doesn't go out under any conditions. You can even burn it underwater. We each get one? No, it's just one for the party, just uh. to guide your travels. It's what, what, a symbolic gesture. You said it looks like a lantern? Yeah. <laughs> your, uh, your guildmates did more than repair your house, Holly. It's, uh, it's better and more functional than it's ever been. Uh, they took the opportunity to expand the place a little, little bit and give you uh, an under-the-stairs um, sort of hideaway for more storage. Cute. And uh, finally, they made a tiny little bridge over a pit that had been dug in the backyard. (laughs) (laughs) Good safety measures, indeed. So when is the service? Uh, It's supposed to be tomorrow morning. Okay. Bright and early. It was a long week? Hmm. Month? It was. It was a crazy week. Week? There were three days in there that were kind of blurry, but... uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's been a little crazy. Um, I can make everyone a cup of tea before bed. A little sleepy time chamomile. That would be wonderful. Sounds lovely. Sure. Um, Holly makes everyone a cup of tea except for snack because he doesn't. Uh, he's not here. I don't know. He hasn't said anything. I'll try something. Um, snack is uh, going up to the Tower of Knowledge. Mm, okay. Oh. And uh, wearing his uh, tabard proudly. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you can see off in the distance, the Tower of Magic is still about a third shorter than the other towers as it's kind of uh, split uh, in the upper third there. Um, on, on your way, people who don't even know you or recognize you kind of move out of your way. And a lot of them will like put one fist over their chest as they look at you. Uh, snack flinches the first couple times this happens, <laughs> thinking they're about to attack. Uh, and then um, starts to recognize it for what it is and goes up and touches their forehead as he walks by. <laughs> <laughs> They're not at all anticipating that. <laughs> uh, is the door unlocked? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's totally open. Okay, I walk in mm-hmm. and stand in the middle area, proudly. Mm-hmm. You are uh, right next to this fountain, uh, like a regular fountain, um, mm-hmm. uh, depicting a enormous woman with long hair holding this book, the 
pages of this book are like in the middle of being turned. It's really elegant stonework. Uh, Snack steps onto the fountain and starts lapping up the water. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Brushes off his chin and looks at it, squints a little. Who can direct me to where the books are here? Uh, Somebody walking by looks at you and goes, (laughs) and walks away. (laughs) I follow them. (laughs) Uh, Okay, give me a, uh, are you trying to be noticed or no? Uh, Yes. Okay. (laughs) They don't notice you. (laughs) Uh, Until they get into uh, the archives they were were headed for, and then you follow them to a section called anatomy, and uh, they are looking at a book. Mm, civilian. He closes the book real quick, turns around and goes, Huh? What? What? What is it that you are looking at? Nothing. And he, like, shuffles a book back into the shelves. I don't believe you. You are looking at a book. No. What are the pictures? And I try to grab it. Uh, okay, yeah, you grab a book, and it's a bunch of, uh, it just shows, like, the heights and body types of different humans. Mm, what is this? Are you Nothing. going to make a human? <laughs> His <laughs> eyes just go absolutely wide, and you can see him kind of sweating, and he goes, what do you want from me? <laughs> it is a simple thing I want from you. I have an, a friend who is very much interested in skeletons and bones and dead things. Do you have a friend like this? Uh, sure, I guess. <laughs> Wonderful. Then you must come with me, and I grab his hand. Mm, Snack is very much curious, and this Tibio is uh, very secretive with his culture. I want to learn about their bones and... Why they, why they collect them. Uh, okay. Uh, is he like a n- necromancer? I believe so, yes. Okay, uh, and he needs bones? Yes, he collects them bones, and uh, I want to learn of the people. <laughs> I don't want your bones, I want the books, please. Uh, he takes you to the floor just beneath uh, the archives of history, where that big bone display was. Um. <laughs> uh, there are cats in these libraries. <laughs> They're allowed to be here. Um, yeah, he, he kind of brings you in the middle of this uh, dark marble floor uh, with all of these octagonal patterns and uh, light white trim around everything. And he kind of gestures and he says, well, this is as close to necromancy as you'll find out in the open. It's uh, a lot of history about bones, but also a lot of history about dark energy. Wonderful. And I uh, lean in close. You will not speak of this to Bert, will you? He shakes his head side to side slowly, and he says, Are you going to kill me? I don't think so. (laughs) He says, I won't tell anyone. You're a wonderful human, and I hope hope you good luck. I wish you... (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I hope you good luck. This seems very snack. (laughs) I hope you good luck with your people making. (laughs) I I hope you good luck with your bone making. (laughs) All right. And I stare at him until he leaves. And then I look around and I'm going to, based purely upon covers and pictures, I'm going to um, rifle through and grab a bunch of books and stick them in the lamp. (laughs) Uh, Give me three uh, D20 rolls. Okay. 13... 17. Okay. And three. Uh, Snack will try to um, fly out a window or, you know, stealthily leave the Tower of Knowledge. Sure. Yeah, you fly out uh, a window on the floor that you're on, and uh, a bunch of bridges come up underneath you and just sort of follow you. They look very concerned about you. (laughs) Concerned bridges? Bridges? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, But then you kind of get out of their range, and they go back home. 
Snack. So I, I try to sneak into Holly's house as if I had never left. Sure. Give me a stealth check. 20. Yeah. Wow. You you sail in like Peter Pan, no, <laughs> like noiselessly through a window and set down into the kitchen. Boo. Ah. <laughs> Sorry, Tibio. Tibio is scared from upstairs in his room. <laughs> I was just like, I was meditating in silence. <laughs> what time is it? Uh, it's like, it's way late. It's late. <laughs> I don't know what We're all in bed, it. except Tibio is yeah. meditating. And the house is expanded now, so I'm not sleeping By outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They've got a room for you. You can sleep under the stairs. No. <laughs> Tibio goes to bed. <laughs> you're not concerned about the noise you're just like well i realize it's snack and i moved on with my life <laughs> um under the stairs mm-hmm. uli is tossing and turning mm-hmm. and trying to sleep and pulls out the mirror and says what if i were you and then just starts bawling <laughs> because okay. she's now sad uli okay had to happen sometime. It did. I think <laughs> I bottled it up. <laughs> right, is anyone awake while this is happening? Uh, I'm sure, like, Snack, who had just come home, and Tibio, who had just woken up, hear some light sobbing under the stairs. <laughs> okay. I destroyed the whole tower. Snack comes uh, towards the... Um... Uli? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah, what's up? You're being really loud, and I think people are trying to sleep. I'm sorry. Um, I come down the stairs and I say, Snack! What? That is so rude. It's rude that she's being so loud and people are trying to sleep. Can the whole house hear me crying? Holly, like, hears the commotion and comes down the stairs in her pajamas and slippers and robes. We're all peeking in the door like you're a child. (laughs) What's what's going on? I pull the blankets up over my face and roll towards the wall. Holly, Uli is crying about something. Well, sometimes, you guys, you just gotta cry under the stairs. Let's go back to bed. Uli, you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. All right. Good night. It's not brunch time yet, you guys. Okay. Uh, Uli, if you need anything, I am right upstairs. It is going to be okay. Yeah. Bye, Tibio. Bye, Holly. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Snack sits under the stairs with Uli. No. <laughs> Snack, I'm okay. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go to bed. I see. Okay. Sorry. Are you asleep, Uli? <laughs> uh, no, not not yet. Mm. Holly says it's sometimes okay to cry under stairs. Yeah. Um. If you need to cry, it's okay. I will wait here until I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night, snack. Um, the next morning, um, Uli looks like she cried herself to sleep. Um, you're all getting ready for the uh, funeral service, and uh, when you show up there, uh, Margot is dressed the way she's always dressed, uh, battle ready, and uh, about to uh, run this service for Veronica. Holly is um, wearing a black dress that looks exactly like her regular dress that she always wears. Um, and it's got a long full skirt that goes out. But at the edge of the skirt, in honor of Veronica, she has sewn little crystals all along the edge of her skirt that like tinkle together. And they're like a purpley clear color that like reflect the light and tinkle as she walks because Veronica 
was her crystal sister. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then um, she's got the crystal recorder, and she's going to record one of the speeches. Tibio is wearing Veronica's robe. Mm. Uli is wearing clothing. Just a black hat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Snack gosh. washes his loincloth uh, for this occasion. Wow. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, wow. Did we get you a larger loincloth? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a fairly small gathering. Uh, you see familiar faces from Lamplight. Uh, you see other curse breakers uh, in the mix. But it's a small gathering, and it's a short service. Margot concludes by saying, Many of you will never know the real extent of her sacrifice. Some of us gave part of our lives to ridding the world of curses. And she gestures to the group of curse breakers before her, and she says, Veronica gave her whole life. We need to honor that. And uh, they have a closed casket of of, uh, Veronica's gathered remains. Um that they that kind of speak before um but that's that's all that uh, remains of her is her her memory and her legacy onto the rest of you it was a beautiful service margo thank you and holly has a big giant white handkerchief that she's delicately dabbing her face with i need to take some time holly you may not hear from me for a good while but i'm around i i understand margo take as much time as you need but don't be afraid to reach out. Um, and then pulls Margot in for just a nice hug. Um, Margot's not a whole lot of a hugger, but she really leans into it this time. And uh, she holds you a little longer. Tibio walks up to the coffin and just places his hands on it for a while and just muses on Veronica and everything she did and who she was and all that stuff and her sacrifice. And Tibio, you place your hands on this coffin and you can definitely feel the presence of the bones inside of it you close your eyes and when you open them again you are not in the same place that you just were and it scares you and you back away and you blink and suddenly you're back at the funeral i look around and see if anybody's looking at me or anybody saw what happened at all you just hear a quiet conversation that didn't seem to skip a beat i walk back to the coffin and haltingly kind of hesitantly place my hands back on it and close my eyes again for a split second you feel yourself in a gray stone room surrounded by archways at every angle but it's kind of like remembering something from a long time ago where you can't hold it in your mind you can't stay there long enough to look at the bricks in the wall or to look down any specific pathway and then you're back again i look at my hands and I blink a few times just to make sure I'm really back. And then I say, Au revoir, Veronica. I will see you in the next life. And I walk away. Uh, so you have a long road ahead of you. Uh, you're going to go farther than Lamplight back east. Uh, it's more than double your journey from Lamplight. Should we buy food this time? <laughs> Why do that? Then we'd have to start buying armor. Good point. <laughs> Um, can we just say we're prepared for this long journey? Is that fine? Do you guys want to do it? We get all the leftovers from the barbecue. Snack can provide provisions for this journey. We do not need water or food. Snack, we can't just live on hot cocoa. It's not. Well, that is debatable, Lily, but I I can provide food for us. 
We do not need to burden these beasts. I'm, I'm assuming we're taking horses. Are we? I think we should get a wagon for this journey. It's going to be pretty far. Wagon sounds great. Did somebody say they needed a wagon? Oh, Yay! No. <laughs> Danny! Who's Danny? My name's Ricky Radwagon. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, you sound like a friend of ours. Wait, are you related to Danny Deep Pockets? Don't know the guy. <laughs> Ricky Radwagon, here to sell you a used or new vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> we need something that can get us to Vindorn and back. How about this beauty? And uh, he raises a garage door that you didn't really see there before at all. And there is a dilapidated three-wheeled wagon with a bunch of flies coming out of it and a torn, like, canvas top. And he says, what do you think? 250 gold pieces. Well, this is the more practical option. Would it be practical to drive something that would fall apart? It's like a trap, but for us. <laughs> <laughs> that it is. <laughs> um, I think we'll look somewhere else. Thanks anyway. Hold on, I got more options. It's, it's probably better you didn't go for this one. It goes through horses like nobody's business. <laughs> Behind door number two, you've got the economy model. <laughs> and, uh pulls up another garage door and you see a uh, not much better looking wagon, but this one's at least painted red. Um, it's got an intact canvas, uh, four wheels, and a sickly looking donkey at the front of it. What does he mean, goes through horses? <laughs> like, like, literally? All of these stickers say two horsepower. What is this? They're all the same. Is it trail worthy? Um, Holly's like looking around at the wheels and like she, like, touches one, and it, like, wiggles a little bit, and he, she's just like... <laughs> Tibio's petting the donkey. Uh, the donkey uh, looks up at you with these huge cataracts in its eyes and goes... <laughs> <laughs> I like him. Can we keep him? I, I feel like we really should look somewhere else, you guys. I just don't know if this is going to help us. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave. I got one more option for you. Oh, lucky us. This one's going to blow your hairs back. And he uh, runs out, grabs the last drawstring, and pulls up another garage door. And you see an elegant, ornate, double-level, six-wheeled wagon. Now that's a wagon. This is a top-of-the-line model. Two floors, sleeping on the second floor, amphibious, uses summoned steed 12 hours a day. Can't beat that. I Uh, like the magic pieces. Oh, this guy... Couldn't give it away for less than 3,000 gold pieces. No. Not even to the heroes of Tildry? Yes, did you see that our friend here wears the tabard of Tildry? Oh, the hero of Tildry! That's 2,999 gold pieces, 99! Wow. No. Yes. No. Mm-mm. Oli, you always argue with people on these points. Snack. You and Holly. Snack, it sounds less, but it's really not that much less. This is not worth uh. that much. Ricky, I really appreciate you showing us your wares, but honestly, I feel like Tommy down the street sells a wagon just as good for half the price. I need you to level with me. Okay. You and I both know there's no Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) I need you to stop pulling my leg and make a straight deal with me. I am sick of dealing with you and your two-timing crew. Not that I've ever met you before. I've never cheated on you in my life. <laughs> well, now you've really offended me. I will take my business elsewhere. And it's Holly... 2,500 gold pieces. Did I mention that? 
Holly stomps away and she's like angry. She won't talk to him anymore. <laughs> uh, Nick, how much? You don't know. I how have to no count. idea. You don't know how to count. Can I see the uh, no. some of the money, please? Mm, I will be back. I set the lamp down and I crawl in and I'm throwing coins up. I can't turn it out. I can't turn the lamp upside down anymore. Sure. Just yeah. uh, how many more of us have to walk away in frustration before we get that final discount? At least two of you. I walk up to Ricky Radwagon and I say, uh, please, sir, we did not mean to offend you. We are just trying to be on our way. You see, we have just taken upon ourselves a very dangerous quest and we want to be as safe as possible on our way there and we hope that uh, you will see it in your heart to help us out because we, we do not have much in the way of provisions or transportation and we don't really know where we're going either. And our friend just died. Did you know Veronica Venus? Nope. But it sounds like you're uh, hero types, huh? Uh, we do our best. I don't know how successful we have been, but we did... Help Tildry. Hmm, might have heard about that. Tell you what, if you don't got the coin, I can take other types of collateral. Such as? Mm, valuable objects, um, small magical trinkets, um, mm-hmm. you know, your abilities, your name. Uh, 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 Tibio, make a perception check. That is a... Yucky 21. Uh, there's something about Ricky Radwagon. Something you have learned to be suspicious of. Something that puts you on edge that you grew up with. He's made of bones. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Grew up with. Um, meanwhile, Holly is looking for another wagon vendor. Just stomping around town looking for wagons. I mean, she knows this town. <laughs> yeah, uh... There are some other places. You see uh, serviceable models for travel. Uh, there's nothing as ornate or exciting as the $3,000 model. Can I sense if Ricky Radwagon is evil? Don't you have a spell for that? It's my Ronnie's Radius. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't... No, not evil. Okay. Yep. All right. I didn't want to have to do this. I channel Divinity to read his thoughts. He has to make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, that's a 13. I think that's not good enough. Okay. He fails. All right. Give me those surface thoughts, baby. Oh, I hope they give me their names. Oh, I hope they give me their names. (laughs) Well, my anonymous nameless friends, (laughs) (laughs) I think this is not the right vendor for us. At this juncture... I think we should all go and not say anything else to each other or to him. There is something familiar about you, but uh, I hope you have a good day. We're just going to not get a wagon and make me walk the whole way? I think we are going to find another wagon somewhere else. Tibio. And Snack's throwing up more coins. I think I should clean out the lamp and just get this all organized. I want to... Still more coins. I want to put my finger in the lamp opening. (laughs) (laughs) The coins fall back down on me. It gets a little muffled towards Ah. the end there. Um, Holly comes back uh, from her expedition down the street looking at other wagon vendors. It's just like a car dealership town where all the car dealerships are just on one street. (laughs) Um, The Miracle Mile. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
Uh, and she comes back and she says, hey guys, I, I think I found a fine wagon. We don't need this fancy pants, double-decker business. I'm good sleeping under the stars. Let's just save some of our gold. Um, and I found a vendor just down here that I think will work. I think this lady's right. We should go. This lady? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Final offer, 2,000 gold pieces, and I'll throw in automatic pie maker once a day. Oh, no. you guys. What kind of pies? Pie. Rhubarb and mm. peach. Mm. Um, Maybe for 200 gold pieces. You're terrible at haggling. (laughs) That's not worth the wood. All right, then. Thank you for your time. Beat it. And he closes all three garage doors at once. This was the worst transaction I've ever been a part of. Or my name's not Jason. (laughs) (laughs) What is up with you, Bert? Come on, let's go. We uh, go to another wagon vendor. Uh, The other wagon vendor, yes. (laughs) Tommy. (laughs) Well, no, Tommy doesn't exist. Um, It's established. Uh, so you you meet with Jaren. Um, <laughs> Jaren, <laughs> sorry, Jaren. Uh, Jaren says we will pay no more than two thousand gold for your wagon. Snack? No. That is the top. Okay, great. It's great that we've got a ceiling. Now <laughs> let's talk about your floor. What do you have to spend today? Um, what can we get for a thousand gold pieces? One thousand gold pieces can get you a pretty serviceable vehicle. Let me show you my green lineup. And uh, he shows you three wagons that have a green sticker on them each. It says, these each have something kind of neat about them, if you will. Uh, this one, it's quite a bit bigger on the inside. And you can see it's got some extra dimensional space. This one, it's amphibious. And uh, you see the wheels have paddles on them and can go into the water. <laughs> don't, don't take the one with extra nope. dimensional space. And uh, <laughs> he shows you the third one and he says... <laughs> we just get in the wagon and it fucking blows up. <laughs> <laughs> and Sorry. this third one, aside from being the most stylish, uh, uses a summoned steed instead of real livestock. Do any of these catch your fancy, or would you like to take a look at the orange line? It's a step down. Jerry, my friend, uh, how do you feel about stealing people's names? Wouldn't think of it. I like this guy. I like the one with the steed. We could probably get a real life steed, but if we just don't want the hassle, they're kind of cute, though. Do we go over water on our journey? Uh, Bert and Holly knows that there's a river to cross. There's probably a bridge. Yeah, we got a fjord that river. Fjord. I got a boat. We'll be fine. I have a paper dinghy. <laughs> that will carry this wagon. Well, hold, yeah, will it hold the wagon? Yeah. It's a boat. <laughs> All out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a dinghy is. I just assumed it would ford like a river. It's small... cool. We're going to put the whole Oregon Trail in a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a rowboat. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I, I think that the one with the uh, magic steed would be a good idea because we don't know what the land and terrain will be like. That's very considerate. Can I get a down payment from you? You can have the whole payment. says, so this is fantastic. Uh, could I just get someone to sign for this? With our name? Or just an X on the line. Um, Holly takes the quill and puts an X on the line. Thank you. Uh, I think we're all squared up. No more paperwork than that. Thanks for your business. How do we summon the steed? He gives the reins a yeah, and the steed shows up. You see four glorious hooves, a chiseled torso, and a pleasant face. And he says, hi, I'm Carl. <laughs> oh, is he centaur? Centaur. Yes. Is it Carl with a C or a K? With a K. Oh. With a Q. Holly's like wide. I'm just like, wow. 
<laughs> he says, giddy up, right? Yeah, giddy <laughs> up. <laughs> Carl uh, throws back his, his mane in the sunlight and uh, <laughs> gives a little uh, smile and wink. He's got the whitest teeth, Holly. Does he have a, is he ripped? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you see him kind of, like, turn his torso to look at you, and it's just all topography. <laughs> all right, Carl. Um, we just need to make a quick pit stop back at my house, grab the supplies, and we can get out of here. Sounds great. Hey, uh, just one little heads up. Um, if you encounter any kind of combat, I will disappear entirely. So don't expect me to get you out of a pinch. Got it? Uh, got it. Sounds good. We can handle ourselves. We just need to ride you. Yes, or, you stay I mean, to- uh... <laughs> Says, well, this relationship is going to get strange. <laughs> Call me when you turn. need me. Oh, God. Okay. We get loaded up with supplies, yeah? You are, all of a sudden, on the road. You are leaving Tildry through the main gate. I was going to throw in one thing. Um, so as as the transaction is being finalized, Snack is gone. I go up to the original wagon vendor. Oh, yeah. I pull on his uh, shirt. Hi. Mm-hmm. I... I- Thought our dealings were done with. It is with them, but I have coin. Oh, uh, what do you have, little roguish rebel? Door number two, please. He opens the one with the uh, dying donkey in it. <laughs> he kind of like taps the donkey a couple times. He goes, hey, get up. Hey, come on. We got people. <laughs> I want this one. And I point at the donkey. And he goes, get up, pal. And he keeps tapping the donkey and the donkey won't get up. Oh. Yes, I want to buy this one. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, that's uh, uh, five hundred gold pieces. Uh, I'm starting to reach in the lamp and pull out some coins. Is the donkey actually dead, or is it just laying there? It's not moving. Okay, uh, I go up to the donkey. If only your cleric was there. <laughs> and tap it. Okay. Is it? Uh, as soon as you get close to the donkey, it goes. <laughs> oh, and it stands up. All right, I shrug and then I grab out 500 gold coins. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, he opens a bag underneath you and he goes, quick, 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 quick with the money, quick. Yes, of course. And you just kind of transfer it bag to bag and he like ties his up and pulls it tight and he kind of looks side to side and he goes, go on, go ahead, get. Yeah, come on, what is his name? Her name, its name. Uh, what do you want its name to be? I look at it for a long moment. I don't got much time, kid. I will think on this. Come. Come, donkey. He kind of incredulously watches you walk away with this train wreck of a train. And uh, he just shakes his head side to side. And he says, lucky me. And he, give me a perception check. 13. He takes a step backwards and fades away. (laughs) Okay, sure. All right, I stand proudly waiting for my uh, friends to come with their wagon. Okay. Um, eventually, your group was starting to look for you, and they come plodding down the street in their fully loaded caravan wagon, and they see you standing with a ramshackled wagon with a ramshackled donkey. He just wanted the donkey. Oh, yeah. I, I left the wagon there, but I, <laughs> yeah. so I untethered the donkey. <laughs> Way better. Okay. I'm trying to, like, make cocoa, and the donkey's not eating it. And he's snack is getting a little frustrated. Okay. What is wrong with you, creature? Uh, it just kind of, like, looks up at you with its big blind eyes. You can speak to it. That's right. Yeah. So I do... <laughs> thank you for the reminder. I almost <laughs> forgot. So I, I, um, I do say in beast uh, speech, why do you not like this offering? Did you think you'd have to voice a dying donkey today? <laughs> Well, I hate to mention it, but I'm diabetic. 
trying to watch my sugar intake. He's got the itty bitty donkey diabetes. I'm not familiar with this spellcasting class. What needs do you have? I am now your caretaker. What's his name? I don't know yet. A voice in my head. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your name? The way these things go, I think you got all the right switches to name me. Oh. <laughs> Snack feels bad. <laughs> I will think on this creature. No, it's true. You can name me whatever you want. I'm effectively property of yours. <laughs> Moreover, I'm okay with it. Oh my god. <laughs> fire fire beware. Look... <laughs> um, this is so dark. Do you want to get in this other wagon? No, I'll walk. <laughs> but if we encounter some kind of desperate cold night, it's okay if you need to slit me open and sleep inside <laughs> me for warmth. <laughs> I will consider this creature. Wouldn't be such a bad thing. Have we come up <laughs> upon this scene yet? You see the donkey looking up and snack and snack. He's going, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I get excited and I jump off of our totally adequate wagon. <laughs> and I run over and I say, oh, the, the. Tibio, yes, you cannot have these bones quite yet. Oh, uh, no, no, I, I am just excited. Uh, oh. Le Baudet. It is a creature. Uh, That's his name? What? La Baudet? Uh, I, he, he's, he's a donkey. Do you want is, to say something to him? I, I can translate. Is donkey how you say it? I ask in beast yeah. speech, is donkey? <laughs> is donkey? I've heard donkey. <laughs> Can this episode name be Is Donkey? <laughs> <laughs> when we're uh, getting the hog wild. The donkey says, La Baudet is fine. <laughs> La, La Baudet. Uh, Baudet. 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 You can call me Baudet. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Welcome, Baudet. <laughs> 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 all right so okay. bidet yeah uh so you are all leaving tildry through the front gates heroes again uh jason pigeon is waving a handkerchief at you he's the gatekeeper guy yeah okay man i'm glad we always go out jason's gate <laughs> busy guy um on the way out you pass by uh the farm area uh you pass by that farm that farm. Ulrich's farm, which is uh, vacant most of the time. Now that he has a lot more to do in the city, um, he and Margo have kind of taken up running the political interim. On your way out, uh, hmm, Tibio, make a perception check. Ten. Hmm, nothing to worry about at all. Right. Um, as you pass by uh, Ulrich's farm, you see a large cluster of kids uh that is actually being headed up by uh ulrich himself and uh actually a few of ulrich's uh triathlon team or his would-be triathlon team uh they're actually training some of the kids in different ways of magic um you can see that uh in the wake of the events in tildry they've they've left the multi-magic triathlon to the children uh while the adults rebuild um you can see 
uh, two students are about to duel to the best of their ability. Uh, you see them standing up onto wooden boxes out in this field with a big white circle painted around it. Um, standing up on one crate is Nook, and standing up onto the other is Maisie. Um, hey, aren't those the two kids we know? <laughs> it's Maisie. I'm going to miss her. It's okay. Don't worry. Um, and Holly hand, takes away a very wet handkerchief from Uli and hands her a new dry one because she's been crying the entire time since we've left. <laughs> uh, you're, you're welcome. You're passing directly by them when you see Nook uh, first cast the spell, and he says, Roots from Mother Nature deep below, bring her to the ground. And you see these little uh, yellow bands of energy drag uh, Maisie towards the ground, but just as they reach her ankles, uh, Maisie raises a hand into the air, and points at Nook and says, Objection! <laughs> <laughs> and uses uh, Counterspell, a third level magic. Damn, Maisie. To oh, wow. counter Nook's Earthbind. And uh, Ulrich immediately just starts clapping along with the rest of his uh, assistants and says, Now that is some fine casting. Come here, Maisie. And uh, she steps down off the box and they all do a little celebration. Uh, Tibia walks up and is clapping and says, Oh, well done, Ankar, Ankar. Uh, she takes a bow. You all leaving again? Uh, yes, we are going on an adventure again, but we will be back. We're on the open road. Uh. <laughs> don't worry about her. She's fine. She's really going to miss you, I think. Uli, don't cry. I don't have a tracking ring, but I'll be thinking of you. <laughs> I grab her up into a big hug. Uh, she seems a little distressed <laughs> at the sudden closeness, uh, but she hugs you back a little bit. Okay. And uh, Snack uh, Nook looks up at you. What is it, Nook? Do you think you'll ever be back sometime? Mm, this whole world will be my domain at some point, so yes, but I don't know um, when. Hmm. Well, I, I hope you come back someday, and I hope I get a genie of my own, and I hope someday I grow up like you, you know, overnight. <laughs> it was quite painful, actually. I, you will grow. You will be tall as well. Oh. What, um, what's your name again? <laughs> it's Nook. Nook, yes. Well, of course. Painful doesn't sound good. Maybe I'll just grow the normal way. If you do what I did, which is every morning and every night stretch real big like this, and I reach up towards the sky, and then just see yourself as a fire-breathing dragon looking over the town and crushing all the... Um, just make sure you stretch and... and um, Think think uh, powerful thoughts, Nook. He uh, stretches his arms up towards the sky and he says, Like this? Yes. Uh, yes. And you see little blades of grass sprout all around his feet. Wonderful, Nook. I have a gift for you. Oh. Uh, what is it? Holly. Hmm? Holly, please, can, can you come here? Um... I'm a little busy, and she's holding the reins of the centaur, um, sitting up on the wagon. Okay. And she's like, what do you need? No bother. And I fly over, and I try to reach into her pockets to oh. find the hawk rock. Yeah. Oh, Snack, no. Where's the rock? What What are you doing? Get My off rock. of me. Um, Holly punches Snack in the face. <laughs> mm, ouch. Roll, roll the hit. You don't get to punch him. <laughs> you don't just get to hit people. Mm. Ten? Uh, my AC is higher than that. 
You hit his tough scales, and Snack doesn't even feel it. Ow! Snack, what do you need? Holly, I... That little human child over there, I can't remember his name, but I was going to give him a hawk rock. Do you have it still? What's a hawk rock? The rock that you stole from me the barbecue night. Holly looks super confused, and then she she remembers. She's like, oh, you mean this rock? And she pulls it out of her pocket. Um, yes. She's like, it was just really pretty. I found it at the barbecue. Thank you. And I, I, I go, Snack goes to seal it. Holly, may I please have this rock back, please? Hmm, what will you give me? Uh, a joyful human child. Gross. <laughs> Everything is with money, I see. I reach in and I grab out a handful of cold coins. Mm, how about an interview with the genie? I get to be in the room. Okay. Okay. Here you go. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> okay. Um, I head over to Nook, and Nook, I told you to explore dark places and seek out powers and seek out genies. Oh, I have been. Wonderful. Should you ever be surrounded by kobolds, they may want to murder you. Um, you may negotiate your escape by playing hawk rocks, yes. Here is the perfect hawk rock. And I drop it into his uh, hand. He's got both hands kind of cupped, and he catches it and says, I think I understand. This rock will never miss, Nook. You may use it to win Hawk Rocks and always escape the kobolds and use them to do your bidding. He uh, holds it in front of his eyes and he says, Is this from the genie? I think so. Wow. Yes. Also, uh, you can use it to be petty. Uh, when Maisie beats you with counter spell, you can throw this rock and it will always hit. And I give him a slow wink with my sideways <laughs> closing eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he grimaces a little bit at the sideways eyeballs. <laughs> and he says, um, um, well, I'm not much of a thrower at people. I'm not much of a... Well, you know <laughs> I pat I mean. him on the shoulder. Yes, 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 of course. Wouldn't want to say that out loud. Yeah. Um, Ulrich kind of uh, looks your way and uh, also like references the rest of the party like, is it okay for Snack to be talking to kids? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, time to go. <laughs> Good. Yeah, and with that, you uh, get out on the open road. The first evening out of Tildry, you stumble upon the first in a series. You see a campsite that has been abandoned. Uh, not too far off the road, uh, you are able to spot some of the canvas tents just from where you are walking. Uh, but you see two tents that are set up. You see some old food in a metal pot that is over a fire. It looks like a full meal that was never eaten. And you see a sword sticking up out of the ground not far from the fire pit. Um, you've all been walking all day. It's uh, pretty close to where you'd want to make camp. This looks like it might be a good site. Might not be. Well, this camp uh, looks lived in, but is it just me, or is this a little creepy? Can you vibe check a non-living thing? You can make a perception check to learn more about the surroundings, or you can investigate something specific about the surroundings for more information. They are the same modifier. Seven. Do you want to learn more about the area, or do you want to investigate one thing in particular? The area. Okay. Uh, you see nothing of note with the seven. I'm, I think it's hard <laughs> to see with... Eyes blurry mm -hmm. with tears. Oh, yeah. You've been crying all day, and you're just, like, exhausted. And, and dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I would like to check for any dark magic vibes. Fourteen. Uh, you do sense dark magic coming from that sword. Um, Bert, do you know so, anything about uh, magic swords? Do I? Which one do you want to know about? Um, that one? And I point at the sword um, oh, sticking out of the one. ground. Uh, there is some severe dark magic emanating from it. Hmm. Very dangerous. I do not think that it is safe to stay here tonight. Well, well, let me see. Uh, do I know if I can touch the sword without getting cursed? You don't or something? know that. I don't know that. Um, well, I have to touch it to identify it. So... Maybe we should just find somewhere else to camp tonight. We still got a little bit of time. Yeah, but magic sword. Isn't it Emery's sword, maybe? This is a short gladius-type sword. Uh, not similar to Emery's. Uh, I'm with three curse breakers. I'm going to identify it. Boop. Okay. <laughs> uh, you touch the sword, and you feel a good deal of levity. Um, ah. You feel like uh, a weight's been taken off your shoulders. Hmm. I get nothing but good vibes from this sword. It is definitely dark magic. But you feel okay? Um, yeah. Uh, Congrats on the new sword, Bert. Wait, what does your spell do that you're trying to do? Uh, If it's a magic item or some other magic imbued object, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement to use and how many charges it has, if any. Okay. Uh, So uh, this sword is cursed with a transmutation spell. It is activated by touching the sword. Uh, Bert, you are actively becoming lighter. In fact, it only takes a few seconds to go by before you can sort of moon bounce. Oh, no. Mm. I knew we should have just gone on. It also says I know if the item was created by a spell, you learn which spell created it. I guess that's not necessarily the same thing. Bert, you learn that this sword was once a mundane object that was willfully cursed by a person. Mm. Like it was just a sword that somebody put a curse into. Whoa. Uh, I'm kind of hopping back and forth a little bit after Mm -hmm. touching the sword. Mm -hmm. Uh, This sword has quite a history. Uh, First, it used to be just a normal sword, you know, for cutting and stabbing and slashing. Uh, But somebody purposefully put a curse into it. Yeah, and then left it on the side of the road for dummies like us to find it. (laughs) Holly's like so tired and so fed up with everything and she's been listening to Uli cry all day and she is just (laughs) she is just like done. She's not helping. She's like Um, shaking her head. Somersaults over Holly's head as she's talking. (laughs) Um, Let's have everybody roll a perception check. Oh lord. Five. Seventeen. Thirteen. Fourteen. Nine. We'll have um, seventeen. Snack. You notice uh, you're kind of um, milling about the campsite, as you often do when the group stops to look at anything. Um, you see a tree that has a bunch of broken branches, and at the bottom of those branches is a mangled corpse that looks like it fell an enormous distance and crashed into the earth. Bert. What's up, Snack? Uh, Snack is flying now and kind of following uh, Bert around. Oh, hey. Looking cool. concerned. But I am afraid that uh, you will continue to float and eventually fall to your death. Mm, why is that? Snack points over to the corpse on the ground. 
Oh. Bert, you take another bounce to get a closer look, and you feel yourself coming down very slowly. Mm, yeah, I think someone should grab onto me. Uh, should I try to break the curse? Uh, it's kind of what we do. Holly sure. just crosses her arms and shrugs. <laughs> um, Uli, are you able to help, or are you too sad? Uh, 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 I guess I can try it out. And this is something every curse breaker probably deals with their first day on the job. Uh, Bert, you're no longer coming back down. Yep. Snack um, uh, wraps. Did anyone grab me? Snack is going to wrap the rock rope mm-hmm. around Bert mm-hmm. and try to tie it to the tree. Bert is in perfect equilibrium, uh, floating next to the tree as you tie him up, and then slowly over time, you can see the rope being pulled taut as Bert is being pulled upward. Bert, if you should die, is there anything you want me to share with anyone that you love or care for? Oh, you gotta get my story published. Hold on. Um, please, what? Snack, please pull him down to the He's crown. fine. He's tied to the I need tree. To, I need to have access oh. to him. I'm trying to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with the knot's coming undone. One sec. And I fly over to the tree and try to retie it. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, Tibio, I, I can try to pull, but he's, he's quite heavier than me. Okay, um, I guess I'll just go for it. Uh, first, you do the mana flare, and I hit the first circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, feel that cold ignition, and uh, the iciness races through your body again. You all see uh, Tibio's skin go white with the, the uh, droplets of energy fading away from him. Looking good, Tibio! Uh, and then... I do the uh, disenchant of uh, Monsieur Blanc, and I hit the second circle. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're disenchanting an area of magic. What do you target with Oh, it? I'm targeting this sword. Okay, yeah. Uh, when you do so, you see all the color disappear from the world in uh, a five-foot circle around that sword, and instantly Bert uh, descends and uh, kind of hits the bottom of the rope and then just like swings yeah. against the <laughs> and uh, does like a half loop as he's kind of flying <laughs> around by his own weight. <laughs> Do I see any sort of specter at all? Nothing. Okay, small scale. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and then I give it all I've got and I uh, point at the sword with both hands. Okay in my Kamehameha pose. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you all see uh, a swelling of white light in Tibio's hands, and then this needle-thin line of energy races towards the sword and just kind of slices it directly in half, carving a little line on the ground, and then you see it disintegrate from that cut and just kind of cease to be. Uh, And Tibio, I will say the speed at which you got that over with, you only lost a third of your health. Uh, and all of your spell slots are used up. So he didn't age. No, correct. Cool. And aging normally won't happen unless you've got a curse, like, bleeding you. All right, that's our first solo curse break. I did it. Very cool. Voila. I guess we can set up camp here now. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Hey, Tibio. Oh, can you untie me, snack? I suppose. <laughs> Snack looks defeated and unties Bird. When I get untied, I just am making sure I don't float away for a second. Yeah, <laughs> you're solid. Tibio, maybe we should go uh, talk to that guy over there. Uh, what guy? The guy who died. Oh, the dead guy. I see. I thought you th- thought uh, there was another person here. No, no, no. 
It's my first time doing this, so maybe you can get me some pointers. Uh, okay. And I go over to the skelly on the ground. All right. I can't speak with dead on this man. What? Okay. Um, this, uh, this crumpled corpse at the base of the tree, uh, you see it, like, unwind its head a little bit from the cruel angle that it had landed at, and it kind of uh, resets a few of its bones uh, to be able to at least speak to you, and uh, is still laying on the ground and looks up at you, Bert, and says, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> oh, I seem to have hit the ground, haven't I? I'm dead, aren't I? You did, bud. Sorry. <sighs> what is this, then? The afterlife? Uh, not quite. If I remember right, I think I got five questions, then you hit the afterlife. That's right, it's five questions. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) All right, okay, okay, all right. Did you touch that sword over there? I did. Where did the sword come from? We purchased it. Whom did you purchase it from? A dark-haired woman steering two black horses in a caravan. A Dodge Grand Caravan. (laughs) (laughs) Where was she? Not far from here. Headed east. Shit. I got one more question. Well, you should ask if there are any other people here. Oh, was it? Yeah. And who can we notify of their death? Was there anybody here with you? (laughs) There was. My partner. She's gone now. I can't ask you to elaborate, but perhaps you would like to. He goes, eh. (laughs) okay well she's gone now damn Bert I think the caravan that this poor man was talking about was Joe's caravan Mm, you're probably right Tibio and if they have a caravan full of cursed objects there is every chance we will run into more that's right we just gotta be ready to break them I guess are you going to camp here for the night or continue on Holly's already setting up the camp. <laughs> She's ready for bed. I think we're good here. Done. <laughs> we decursified it. It's good. Yeah. Go to sleep. Uh, no more sad Uli, please. <laughs> I want to actually play. Do I heal overnight? Yes. Yeah. Full HP overnight. Long rest. Um, do you guys take watch when you do this? I set up my squirrel. Snack will take watch. Okay. With the day. With the day. God. <laughs> Snack tries many different types of food to feed bidet. <laughs> uh, yeah, bidet. What do you try to eat? Um, some leaves, some grass, some water, cocoa, um, crumbs that I found. Leaves, no. Grass, yes. Water, yes. Cocoa, no. Crumbs, hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out this donkey's favorite food is crumbs of any kind. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Literal you can find crumbs. Many of these. Yeah. Um, snack while you're on watch. Um, this area has become considerably smaller at night. Um, you know, even though your dark vision helps you see in conditions like this, it still cuts down the amount of apparent world that's around you. In the middle of the night, a balding, old, dark-skinned man with this short white beard is walking towards your camp with a long walking staff. And you can hear him kind of jingle as he walks. It's one little ting. And then he takes a step with the staff and then another ting. Psst. Bidet. Bidet, are you asleep or dead? 
No. Cold Embrace hasn't taken me yet. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Can you walk towards that man and I will hide behind your flank? Sure thing. I just gotta get the, the whole machine started here. Here we go, Bidet. Stand on back up now. <laughs> and uh, the donkey stands and begins to amble towards the figure approaching. Okay. Uh, I'm not taking any actions, just getting closer to here. Okay. Let's see what he's up to. He stops kind of in front of the donkey and reaches out a hand to pet it on the head. Uh, you see what that jingling was. Though he's dressed in essentially rags, he's wearing a gold necklace with three gold coins in a short chain. Gold discs, rather. This is my donkey! And I get up from behind Bidet. What are you doing? You were smaller last time. What is this? Who are you? Last time we met, you were so much smaller. Have a seat, won't you? We should talk a bit. Mm. Uh, Snack shifts his eyes back and forth, but sits down on the ground. He uh, sits cross-legged on the other side of the uh, dim fire and says, How have you been? I have been well. We have accrued much power. I do not remember you, though. No? Then why do you cling to my scale? And you see, you catch a glint of light in his golden necklace. Snack stands up, runs around in a circle, and sits back down. (laughs) (laughs) I see. He says, shh, shh, mustn't wake the friends. Yes, of course. Now, tell me of your adventures. What we have done so far is, Bert has proven himself not to be a murderer. Um, We, uh, through several events, have liberated Tildry of corrupt government and mm. now we are headed to Hogwild. Liberating a people. You have captured my interest, little one. Tell me. What is it you want? And kind of creeps into your mind. What is it that speaks to you? All my life, all my six long years, I wanted, I wanted power. To protect myself and to assert my will upon others. Now, most of my friends I have met have become curse breakers. They give their own life to rid the world of, of evils. To be honest, I am quite torn at this point. I do want to keep myself safe. I want to keep my friends safe. I know not how. What I have done now, great dragon, I have purchased this donkey named Bidet. From what I know, this creature is also wise and it can teach me many great things. (laughs) But (laughs) I do seek guidance. I may look like a creature who has a plan, but I have really stumbled along these, these many weeks now. It's good that you seek guidance. It's important. 
I'll tell you now that you are on the correct path. But I cannot tell you where to go from here. Only that you must always be honest with yourself, Snack. It is the only path. If Snack had the ability to have his heckles up, he would. (laughs) His scales kind of like shift around a little bit, and he uh, stirs in his seat. Now, this meeting was just a quiet one. I'll see you again soon. And I look forward to it. One question, creature. Great dragon. It, uh, it stands up, and when it does, you see the sort of fiery red glint that you sometimes catch in the reflection of gold coming from his eyes. And he just seems so tall, impossibly huge. But he's just a normal person. You can catch all that is a golden dragon just by looking at him. He says, what is it? Have you a name by which to be called? I do. And I believe soon it will be known to you. Farewell. Thank you. He uh, turns around and just takes a little... As he begins to walk away. Um, Snack runs over to wherever Uli's sleeping. Okay. Uli, Uli, Uli. And he's uh, like shaking her leg. <laughs> snack, Snack. Wake what? up. What? Wake what? up. Um, guess what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, Snack. What? Oh, you're not crying anymore. Is this is all well? You're no longer cursed with your tears. Snack, I was sleeping. Yes, I could not let you sleep any longer, Uli. That that golden dragon from before. Yeah. It visited me yet again. Here? Yes. You didn't wake me up? I am waking you up right now. I was too scared to do anything. Oh, man. <laughs> oh it was I so to cool. See him again. Ah, yes. Well, he's just my friend, I think. Oh. He didn't say too much, just that Uli's cool and all but snack. He thinks I'm cool. He didn't, in so many words, maybe, but (laughs) he was definitely like, I'm here to see you, Snack. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's pretty cool anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to let you know that uh, your watch isn't next or anything, but good night. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tim, your DM and your genie. I'm Hannah, playing Holly Hyacinth. I'm Thomas. I play Engelbert F.F. Wisherspoon. I'm Tara, and I play Tibio Femur. I'm John. I play Snack the Cobalt. And I'm Maggie, playing Uli. Uli.